What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back. This is Real Reality Realness with Sean Ellis Rogers, the podcast where I, your host, Sean, dives deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and asks all the questions about what they don't want out. Today, we're diving into the real reality of Bravo Bubble. Sammy from the Bravo Bubble Instagram page joins me on the show today to discuss how Jersey Shore helped her get to Jersey Housewives. We discuss unpopular opinions and how she defines them for herself. And we try to understand housewives' problematic behaviors. We get into her ideas on production and so much more. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this conversation. So lock in while I clock in, because Sammy and I are about to get into it. Alrighty, hello. Hi. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. How are you? I am doing well. I appreciate you for taking my call. Yeah, of course. This is my first time doing this sort of thing, so I'm excited. Really? Yes. have been a lot of people's first podcast so I appreciate you giving me the honor I appreciate you giving me the opportunity I'm glad I'm not the only one that made less pressure on me here if I'm not the only one (laughs) oh of course it's honestly been a lot of people's first podcast so it's good it's honestly fun to ask them at the beginning how they're feeling and then ask them at the end after the experience because I always wanted to feel more like a phone conversation versus like a professional it like big thing so there's no pressure here <laughs> good good we like no pressure yeah absolutely so tell me when did you fall in love with reality tv oh gosh um so it's kind of funny actually um i'm gonna say First, I actually started off not really keen on the idea of reality TV, I guess you could say, because, um, yeah, (laughs) which is so strange because of where I'm at right now. I'm like an addict right now. (laughs) I love Um, that. (laughs) But I started, I want to say, in my college years, which would have been... 2011 ish 2012 ish um Mm. i was actually on a vacation um i was snowed in in a like a lodge and i happened to be flicking through the television channels and i came across jersey shore (laughs) so i was like you know what whatever i'm just gonna watch it i'm gonna see what the hype is about and I watched it and the first episode I watched are you familiar with Jersey Shore at all? Very. The episodes. Okay, okay, good. So you're going to know what I'm talking about. So mm-hmm. the first the first episode I ever watched was season 3 episode 1 
which is when they came back from Miami after the infamous note situation with Sammy, Snooki, and Jenny. Yes. And it was the episode where Sammy, Jenny, and Snooki got into that heated fight. Yeah. <laughs> at the shore house. Oh my god. That strange physical so altercation. <laughs> yes. I loved it so much. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I gotta hop on that bandwagon. And I did. And I've been hooked ever since. So it all started with with Jersey Shore, actually. Not Bravo. <laughs> that's, well, that's a great starting place. Which oh, honestly... Yeah, which honestly segues me into my next question. What was Mm -hmm. the moment, what was the moment, the episode or the season that you knew you had to make content about Bravo specifically? Oh, so I'm going to say I was more motivated from not just a season, but more of like one of the franchises. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it was Real Housewives of New Jersey and Vanderpump Rules. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. So um, I started watching Vanderpump Rules. That was my first Bravo show that I ever watched. I mm-hmm. watched season one like in an entire day and I was hooked on it. And then I started watching New Jersey Housewives and I, I don't know, I guess I have like an addiction, I guess you could say to like <laughs> Jersey reality. <laughs> I don't know it just it intrigues me and I was like oh it seems like I don't I Instagram is like a family in a way I want to say whereas like the other social media platforms are kind of like um more opinionated I guess you could say so I really wanted to join the Instagram platform and do it under Bravo Mm-hmm. What's your ultimate goal as a content creator? Uh, so I actually, like, I truly suck at social media. Like, I don't post on my normal social media ever. But, like, I go through phases. <laughs> I go through Me phases either. where I'm like, ooh, I want to post. I want to do all this cool stuff. And then I'm like, I'm in the middle of posting and I'm like, okay I literally have no idea what I want to say I'm just forget it I'm not going to do this anymore so I'm like I feel like with posting things that are not actually about me but in the realm of something that I like it kind of gives me the freedom to still post on social media but not be as like open with my personal life if that makes sense Oh, I totally get that if I didn't mm-hmm. have a podcast to promote I would not be well now turning into several podcasts but if I didn't have podcasts to promote I wouldn't be on social media at all so mm-hmm. my my so like my personal page looks exactly like yours it's like the last time I posted was weeks ago or like I just <laughs> now have been able to tag my personal page as a collaborator so now that's probably going to be the only way that I'm going to be posting to my personal pages if I'm tagging myself as a collaborator Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just don't like it. Like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I hate it, too, to be perfectly honest with you. Like, I, I ain't about, like, taking selfies and stuff. Like, if I take a selfie, it's probably once a year. Mm. And then I go to post it, and I'm like, what do I even say? Like, ooh, this is my face. Here you go. Like, go like it. No, that's it. Ugh. <laughs> 
it's icky to me <laughs> I completely get that I'm turning into that person like are you I yeah cause like I used to be like the selfie person but not even from a vain reason it's more so from like a like it's more so like an exercise in like self acceptance because I like have like BD and like Oh, all that stuff. So, like, <laughs> yeah, it's more so like an exercise for me. But now it's like I don't. I just, I just don't see the point of doing it. Like, it's like now I'm like to a point where it's like I feel more connection to posting about my like podcast and the shows that I'm doing and stuff like that. And that seems yeah. to like give me that fix when it comes to like social media so now it's like oh okay I'm good I don't need to go over here and post selfies I don't need to do that because I've already posted for the day yeah because it's like stuff you really really enjoy like obviously Mm. it's cool to like tell like stuff about yourself or like just tell people what's up in life and what's going on in your life but like something you're passionate about like um for us obviously reality tv it's just like it feels more fulfilling I guess Absolutely. Absolutely. 1.4 million percent. (laughs) Now, I know that you got started on Housewives with Jersey, but Mm -hmm. would would that be, would you call that one your favorite franchise? Yes, I definitely would. I have, I have a few top others. I would say it's kind of a toss up with New Jersey. Beverly Hills and Salt Lake City. Those would be my top three, I would think. Mm-hmm. I actually, I used to watch Dallas. Mm-hmm. And I really, really liked Dallas a lot. <laughs> I feel like people kind of fell off the Dallas bandwagon, though, like the last one or two seasons. So I'm kind of sad that one went away. But I really enjoyed that one, too. I feel like there that one is probably on pause. I feel like there's a potential for that one to come back. I feel like yeah, they I never said so it too. was like really Yeah, yeah it was kinda like, like abrupt. Yeah. I not that I was a Dallas watcher, like I didn't watch Dallas, but I just keep up with the pop culture news just as a student and a junkie, I guess. But mm-hmm. um it did seem like Dallas kind of came out of nowhere, especially with, you know, the addition of new cast and all that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's yeah. Interesting. yeah, I feel like that franchise, too, was like it had more cast turnover than any of the other seasons, too. So maybe that could be a reason, too. Hmm. Nice to think about. Mm-hmm. Do you I have a favorite? Oh. Oh, do you have a favorite um, Dallas cast member that you would um, want to come back if they brought the show back? I do, and I really don't think they would come back. So this is kind of an unpopular opinion because I feel like everybody hated her, but I loved her so much. I liked um, Brandy. Hmm. <laughs> Brandy Redman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, I didn't watch this show, so I don't know. So I'm... So I'm not authorized to jump on you for for liking her. <laughs> so explain to me why she's an unpopular person. Like <laughs> truly, I don't know why. I mean, I know during like the what whole cancel culture thing when that was going on in like 2020. I know 
she had posted a video on her um, go live on Instagram of I think it was just her and her daughter and she was her daughter was saying something that she had like um, squinty eyes or something and then Brandy of course made like the on the Asian or Chinese comment or something like that and then it kind of went viral and kind of spiraled into that whole cancel culture thing so I think that has a big part to play in it and I don't think I don't know other than that why people would dislike her honestly I liked her I thought she was funny I thought she was hilarious so (laughs) well I don't necessarily think that she should have been canceled but I do think that she should have been educated I'll yes, say that. for sure. Mm-hmm. Which seems to be a problem <laughs> for like all people seem to be just bypassing there. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, in your opinion, what would you define as an unpopular opinion? Ooh, that's a really rough question. You're really making me think here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would think that people hate um, a good example would be Kyle Richards so I feel like the whole internet world is totally against her my unpopular opinion would be I don't think that she's that bad of a person that's how I would classify an unpopular opinion meaning not going with the latter I agree with that. I think that, especially with social media today, a lot of people have these extremist opinions and they go straight to, mm-hmm. like we said before, canceling people, like like calling people terrible people versus saying, hey, they did something that was terrible that I don't agree with, but mm-hmm. calling them a terrible person is a little bit too far. And I think people always jump to that and it's not fair all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. like some cases, it, I totally get it but I don't think it's needed to jump like to the extreme like most people do on social media I agree completely now when it comes to your definition specifically what Mm -hmm. do you consider your most popular opinion to be on social media hmm my most popular opinion on social media um I would say I'm trying to think so like something that everybody thinks that I agree with is that is that what you're kind of asking it could more so be like an opinion that Mm -hmm. you posted that a lot of people didn't agree with or an opinion that well, that's more so the goal of what I'm kind of, like trying try, try to get to was like, what's an opinion that like you posted that like people were like, mm, I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I seem to get so I have a Twitter account. I don't go under the Bravo Bubble as that Twitter account. It's kind of just like a a spoof account, if you will. Um, so I usually stand up for um, Teresa and Melissa both getting along 
And I feel like a lot of people don't agree with that, if that makes sense. Like, um, I don't know, I just feel like they're family, right? Like they should get along, but other people have these like views that Melissa's a horrible person or, or that Teresa has a bad attitude. But like, I feel like it's so much deeper than that for the both of them, you know? I totally feel like that plays into the extremism of social media and people feeling like mm-hmm. you have to cancel sure. one or you have to call one a terrible person or one has to be, you know, unforgivable. And it's, I don't understand. See, here's the problem with cancel culture is that it goes to this extremism place of like they have to go straight to cancel, but there's mm-hmm. not an opposite side of that and there's never yeah. a conversation about redemption culture or an education right. culture or exactly like it's so it's so black or white like there's one side and then there's the other side there's no in between and i feel like there has to be that in between for there to actually like to be progress made you know right it's like there's not even a probation culture it's like mm. dang can y'all like give us yeah a y'all are like, strict <laughs> dang. like y'all are real hardcore like y'all have some real hard limits y'all saw 50 shades of gray one time and now yeah. not everything is a hard <laughs> limit for you <sighs> <laughs> now with that, that being so said crazy. it is crazy and i don't understand like why it has to be so one or the other, why it's so black and white, why there's no room for understanding or conversation or even exploration Mm -hmm. into what's going on. It's always just, uh, that person did one thing that's bad, they're automatically a terrible person. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm -hmm. Not always the case. Yeah. Did you, um, did you follow the whole cancel culture thing that happened with um, with Stassi on Vanderpump at all? I did, and I was actually going to ask you about that. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I, well, I was more so going to ask you, have you read her book Off With My Head? Because I oh. saw that she was your uh, display photo, so I was going to mm-hmm. dive into what your relationship is with Stassi and, and how do you feel about her now? Yes. So um, I didn't read her new book yet. It's actually on my Christmas list. <laughs> um, but I did read her um, her first book, the um, Next Level Basics book. I did read that. Um, so I started liking Stassi because I think she made really good TV. And I, I liked her attitude towards things like she was just so blunt with everybody like she just said what she was feeling she didn't care and then I feel like that attitude that she had was also kind of twisted in a way during her whole um cancel culture experience with um I think it was it was faith that it happened with I think um, she was definitely uneducated, for sure. There's no doubt about that. But um, I, when she got canceled, I kind of like felt for her. Like I knew she wasn't like that evil of a person or anything. Like sure, she was a total like she was horrible to 
pretty much everybody on the show almost at some point but like I don't think she deserved what she got but I think she needed it if that makes sense and I'm I'm really glad that she had that interview on um oh my gosh I can't even remember the name of the talk show that it was on um it was her yes yes she had that interview and I'm really glad they gave her that platform because I feel like she was really the first like someone who experienced cancel culture to actually speak up against what she did wrong and I feel like they should give people that opportunity more I think it kind of helped like build her character more and help people understand her more and I think it really opened up her eyes too and like I listen to her podcast and everything and I went back like years ago and I would listen to like her old podcast and compare it to like her current podcast episodes and she's just like a she's a completely different person like granted she's a mother she's married now but like I feel like that stepping stone in her journey it really helped her grow a lot as a person and I really like I admire her for that for her growth I appreciate that. I feel like the only other person that I've seen um, on Bravo and probably on reality television to actually go through that process of growth and education was Cameron Westcott from Real Housewives of Dallas. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I, somebody actually put me onto her podcast, um, Cameron's podcast, because Mm-hmm. They were telling me about how she had gone through this whole, like, um, restructuring journey and, like, learning about all the things that made the things that she did on the show an issue and all, and all, and all of those things. And she talked about the growth that she went through. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's and, really good. Yeah. And so I um, commended her for that. And I mm-hmm. want to read Stassi's book. I'm still waiting for it. It's on order. I don't know where the hell it is. But um, <laughs> but I'm not blaming that on Stassi now. Let me just say that. <laughs> because I, too, was a huge fan of Stassi from the beginning. I think she's great reality television. And I seem to have an affliction with a lot of Bravo reality stars because there's this thing about this niche of bravo personalities that are great reality tv but also can be extremely problematic mm-hmm. people yeah. like stassi people like phaedra people like ramona mm-hmm. people like mm-hmm. like it just seems like there's this batch of bravo celebrities that are like y'all <laughs> can be really great television if y'all just weren't such an issue in certain areas but however I do commend Stassi for the journey that she's going on. That's why I wanted to bring this up because I wanted to have a conversation about redemption culture because I am glad that she did write the second book because it was all about that journey of not necessarily her gaining her redemption. It was more so about her taking the opportunity to learn from what I've heard about Mm -hmm. the book. Now, mind you, I haven't gotten it yet. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, I will be doing a book review when I finally get it. Now, um, <laughs> um, now, with that being said, that does make me want to poach the question to you. What to you? Now, mind you, all these questions are based on your criteria and how you personally feel. So there is no wrong answer and you're in a safe space. So all these questions are just, you know, based on how you personally feel. Right. Mm-hmm. 
to you, what's the difference between a controversial reality star and a problematic reality star? Hmm. I would say controversial. So when I think of controversial, I think of someone who's like scandalous or like um, kind of like Danielle Staub, Real Housewives of New Jersey. That's what I would consider controversial. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then problematic, I would think, is someone who is kind of messy, messy and uneducated and is kind of like walking on that plank, you know, of like, should I... Like, they're literally just about to, like, fall into the puddle of all the social media people. <laughs> Frenzy. Um, like, like you said, Ramona, for sure. I think she is problematic because she seems a little, like, she does seem uneducated and a little ditzy, to be honest. I'm surprised that she hasn't, like, said something that, like, <laughs> triggered the cancel culture people yet because she's just so like airheaded and out there you know I was I'm just waiting for her to slip up and say something so that's how I would um categorize controversial and problematic that is a great answer great answer thanks now let's lighten up the mood a little bit because it kind of went deep for a sec (laughs) but that's kind of the theme of my show I kind of go Um, dark by accident and then I try to make the mood better (laughs) so do you want to play a game with me yes so uh, have you ever heard of the game this or that yeah okay so I've created my own housewife slash bravo version of this or that most of the time Mm -hmm. when I play this with my friends it's like a housewife version but because your name is bravo bubble i'm going to include some of the bravo shows because you do watch a couple of the other bravo shows Mm -hmm. so ready yep drew or sanya sanya kenya kenya or marlo kenya kyle or lvp oh that's a really hard one <laughs> uh, I gotta go, Kyle. <laughs> Monique or Candace? Hello. 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 Did I lose you? Oh. I thought I did. I was like, wait. <laughs> okay, I was like, wait, did something happen? Oh, sorry. You're fine. Last one I left off on was Monique or, or Candace. Okay. Jill or Bethany? Oh, I gotta go Bethany. Nice. Gretchen or Alexis? Ooh, I don't think I watched either of them. Okay. Let's switch that one with Schwartz or Sandy. Oh, Schwartz for sure. Tell me why. 
because this is a hot debate. Dan Sandoval, he just irks me so bad. He's just like he's like a perfectionist little twerp. <laughs> I just hate him so much. Ooh, I shouldn't say hey, I just like him so much. <laughs> and Listen, Schwartz is no one's more, gonna judge you. <laughs> Schwartz is like lighthearted and funny and like when you wanna get mad at him, he like pulls out like his puppy eyes and he's just kinda like clueless about life. So it's like he can't not just like Schwartz. But his whole situation with Katie, he, I'm, I might change that opinion this season. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yes. <laughs> Phaedra or Candy? Um, Phaedra. Vicky or Tamara? I love Tamara. Kelly or Heather? Ooh, Heather. Gina or Emily? Gina, I love Gina. Cynthia or Portia? Cynthia. Brandy or Denise? Mm. Brandy. Camille or Renna? Oh gosh, Camille for sure. Renna, I dropped Renna this season. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal or Teddy? Teddy. I don't know why people don't like Teddy. I have been a big fan of Teddy. Well, I'm not going to say a big fan, but but I was a fan of Teddy up until the whole thing with her and Lisa Vanderpump's brother after she was on the show. Like, like, this was recently on the podcast and it kind of felt like she was credited. She was... It's, it came off like she was discrediting Lisa Vanderpump's grief for her brother's passing because oh. she didn't share with the group why or like she didn't share with the group that she was really close with her brother mind you Teddy had mm-hmm. only been on the show two seasons like mm-hmm. and y'all are her co-workers so you know what I'm saying like that yeah. me, I just felt yeah. like was a big issue and I didn't like that but that's the only thing that I have with Teddy. I can, I can see that for sure. Other than that, like I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I Teddy wasn't on long enough for her to give me a reason to not like Maybe. her yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sutton or Erica? Oh, I like Sutton. Mm-hmm. And my last one of the game is a three-way bonus question. Ooh. 818, Vita Tequila, Costa de Sol. Mm. I'm going to go Vita Tequila. Ooh. Do you have a reason? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, Vita I just tequila. like the name. That's, that's the <laughs> I absolutely love that. Do you have children? No, and I have a dog. I love that. God bless your dog. What's the dog's name? Sam. Sam? Sam with a P. Pam. Shout out to Pam. Hi, babe. (laughs) She's a little Yorkie. Sweet. 
I have three dogs, two pit mixes, and one and one mean ass chihuahua. <laughs> I feel like chihuahuas get a bad rep. They they do. They really do. But it's because of dogs like mine that they get a bad rap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because, like, it's like, oh, is now like I see why. Yes. She's so mean and she's so loud and she barks at everything and everyone for no reason. And it's just like, <laughs> you know these people, like... <sighs> she's just protecting you. Shout out but to She anime. knows and you know. <laughs> Shout out to Anime. God bless her. She's the oldest person in this county. So I feel like the fact that she even bothers to yip and yell at this point, I just consider it her letting me know that she's still breathing. There you go. Think of the positives with the little one. We just take it as a positive at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, good, she's still here. Cool. Like Marco Polo. Right. Now, I ask you, do you have children? Because I wanted to lead that into how would you feel about your children working for Lisa Vanderpump? I would love it, actually. I think Lisa is an awesome boss. Granted, I don't like the <laughs> the drama that happens in her workplace is kind of questionable, but I feel like she she's so adult and mature and she has a good head on her shoulders I feel and I feel like she would be like the perfect like grandma godmother guardian to anybody she has a good head on her shoulders and she has a great accent I agree on all friends because mm-hmm. as much chaos as you mentioned does go on which provides us with great television she does have these very mentorial relationships with people like you know the the uh, Tom and with Sheena and I really do enjoy seeing those relationships bloom and blossom and I can't wait to see Lisa Lisa Vanderpump interact interact with Sheena's baby because I feel like (sighs) Sheena has been like a third child to Lisa Mm -hmm. Vanderpump a little bit yeah (laughs) for real so, um, Saucy and Bo went to um, Pandora's son's first birthday party and they brought Hartford and there was a video on Instagram of Lisa chasing around Hartford. I was like, oh, <laughs> it came full so circle. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Now, I hear that you're supportive of her, of your child working for Lisa Vanderpump. How would you feel about your child going on Vanderpump rules? Hmm. I want to say just the reality addict in me wants to say yes that's awesome but then like I feel like because they say once you have a child you're like mother instincts and your maternal instincts kicked in so I feel like that attitude might change but like deep down I would be screaming yes (laughs) I understand that mentality a little bit because mm-hmm. are you familiar with a show called The Bad Girls Club? Um, I'm, I've heard of it, but I've never actually watched it. Don't. You haven't missed out on anything <laughs> and it's an extremely <laughs> terrible piece of programming. Never lay your eyes on it. But <laughs> with that being said, 
I used to want to be on that show so bad as a kid. Oh I used, when I was growing up, I used to want to be on that show so bad. I used to want to be a bad girl so bad. <laughs> Let me tell you. Now, mind you, fast forward to 2022, and I have an eight-year-old daughter. I won't even let my daughter in a 10-foot radius of anyone that knows the Bad Girls Club exists. What? Is it like, um, it's, it's a, is it a VH1 program? No, but if, but if it ever did get re- rebooted, VH1 would probably be the channel to pick it up. Yeah, I um, could see it. It was a show on Oxygen where allegedly girls who were self-proclaimed bad girls were moved into a house to allegedly work on their bad girl ways and to allegedly get better and allegedly be better people when they walked out of this experiment. Oh, so kind of like a therapy type thing? Like bad girls who hopefully good? (laughs) Sort of, right? It was supposed to, like, you remember when the Flavor of Love and the and the Rock of Love girls did the Charm School show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to kind of be like that, oh, but it ended okay. up going completely different. <laughs> and what it turned into was a bunch of girls move into a house and see who can bully and beat up and fight and out yell oh, and out scream each other and last until the end and make it to be the last people standing in the house. So it's basically like the Hunger Games for 20-year-olds. Oh my God, anyone did a go it's on it. <laughs> it's basically like who, like who can last in the house until the end of the show. And I wanted to go on that, listen, I wanted to go on as many competitive reality shows as possible because I didn't see it as like a regular reality show. I saw it as like a competitive show. Like I saw it like role do you get what I mean? Yep. N- now, mind you, I don't know how I was going, how I would feel about today going on a show where I beat up a couple, to where I beat up a bunch of bitches to last three months in a house. I don't know how I, I would feel about that today. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of strange. So I take it it's not on TV anymore? No. Well, they lasted 17 seasons. However, they are not on Holy television crap. anymore. Right. Dude. So the reason I feel like they are not on television is not because they wanted to stop doing the show. It's because the entire channel Oxygen turned into like a turned into like this true true crime trying to net this true crime kind of network. And mm-hmm. so Bad Girls Club really didn't fit the aesthetic of the channel anymore. Oh. So it's possible that that it can be picked up somewhere and brought back. Well, are you familiar with the Zeus Network? No, I never heard of that. Good. Don't ever look into it. But (laughs) there is this streaming platform called the Zeus Network. And one of the girls from the Bad Girls Club named Natalie Nunn, don't remember the name, she is executive producing a new show on Zeus Network called Baddies. And it basically, it started out as her bringing back former girls from the Bad Girls Club and now trying to reinvent the franchise on this streaming service, right? 
Well, that mm-hmm. didn't necessarily go so well. So on the second season, she just got a bunch of random reality stars from a bunch of random internet reality shows, just put them in a house and let them fight. So, like I said, don't look into it. Don't remember any of this part of the interview. But, <laughs> but I say all of that to say, I wanted to go on this show so bad growing up. And I won't let my daughter within a 10-foot radius of anyone that knows this show exists. Because <laughs> I I automatically think now that anybody that likes the Bad Girls Club is a bad influence on my child. I'm like, you can't be around my kid. No. Go away. I believe it. I'm like, I'm looking at pictures of it on Google and I'm like, oh, these people look a little like, they look rough. Anybody who liked the Bad Girls Club to me growing up now is automatically the morally corrupt favorite aspect. Automatically. Like, you cannot <laughs> be around my child. No. You're a terrible influence. No. Which brings Club, me where back. are they now? Listen, don't watch it. I'm telling you, don't want <laughs> to. Didn't I tell you don't look this up? You, do, you, you just sent me into a hole. I literally told you, do not do this. And you're like, well, let me go to Google and look it up any goddamn way. I know. Listen, when you regret this, don't come inboxing me and saying, what did you do to me? I'm like, told your ass not to watch it. But tell me which season it will be your favorite later on. Now, let's say your child is on Vanderpump Rules, right? And they've been on Vanderpump Rules for like two seasons. They're crushing it, right? They're a fan favorite. Everybody loves them. Your child calls you and says they're coming home for Thanksgiving, right? Mm-hmm. And your child shows up at the door. James Kennedy is their new boyfriend. Oh, no. How you feel, Mom? <laughs> oh, God. She'll be like, Mom, did you make pasta? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. So I'd have to give him a chance, right? Like, I'd be like, okay, like, you I, know you, I know you from TV, but like, I'm going to take my daughter. We're going to go to the gyno. We're going to get tested. And... I don't know. I'm just going to give him a chance. I would give him a chance. (laughs) Yeah. James is dirty. Now, mind you, are you going to give him a chance based on your daughter's test results? They were good. Bad. He's, nope. She ain't even doing the show anymore. Damn. Unless, um, yeah, there's no one left. I don't, I wouldn't, I can't, take her down that hole I'd sit her down make her watch all the old seasons be like look look what you're in for you want to do this look at what you're getting into <laughs> look at what you're getting into no <laughs> now mind you with that process now with that thought process in mind of look at what you're getting into if you got the opportunity to create your own show okay would you want to create a show that's focused on your family or create a show that's focused on your friend group? Um, friend group, for sure. I feel like from what I've seen with reality TV, it's brutal on families. And I feel like it's 
friend groups are more I feel like there's more drama within families which would be good but then I feel like there's different like personality types with friend groups and like different drama and different people that could be brought in I don't know I just wouldn't trust the whole family part of reality I think the only family that I've ever seen survive reality TV is the Osborns, Kardashians and I, uh, I don't know I guess you could say they survived it <laughs> Fair enough. Now, would you have your actual friend group on a show, or would you just like have have a show where where you had a friend group cast and y'all, and like y'all just try to build an authentic relationship through the process of doing reality TV? Yeah, I like. I think the second one would be just give good. me a bunch of fake ass friends and let's just see what happens. Yeah, yeah. And, like they're kind of still getting to know each other and then like those like random like ticks would pop up every now and again and then you'd have the personalities clash it would be good I'm here for that <laughs> now if you had the opportunity to join a housewives franchise or create your own housewives franchise which would you do um, I would Probably, see, I'd like to join like um, New Jersey or something, but I, then I feel like going into an already existing franchise would be so difficult. I feel like mm-hmm. you have to have like a certain personality type to do that. Like Jen Aiden coming into Real Housewives of New Jersey, like she came in strong. I don't think yeah. I would be. I don't think I'd be able to do that. I feel like I'd have to, like, start fresh. You're going to cut somebody out. <laughs> I feel like you got it in you. Take a few wines, and yeah, I probably would. You, wines, and then, <laughs> then I would consider You could be it. a Jackie Gold, Goldschneider. Yeah. Jackie I feel Gold like Schneider. you could kill a bitch with an analogy. Yeah. I could see it. I absolutely love that. Now, (laughs) if you could work on a franchise of any reality show, what reality show would it be? And would you want to produce, edit, or cast the show? Um, Jersey Shore, for sure. Mm. Um, Old Jersey or New Jersey? I would say New Jersey. Mm. Family Vacation Jersey. Yeah, Family Vacation Jersey. And I think I would want to produce it. Because obviously you're not going to cast it because the cast is already there. You're not going to replace them ever. Right. Um... What was the other well, one? Well, technically, they are replacing the cast of Jersey Shore. They're rebooting the show with the new cast. How do you feel about that? Ugh. <laughs> um, here for it. I would. I think I would want to. Oh, I don't know if I would want to cast still, though. I feel like that's so much pressure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more pressure than a producer because like 
there's because you only see people like at surface level when you're casting them like you don't I feel like you don't know them like what if it went wrong what if it was a total flop what if you like got the wrong people what if I don't know I would want to produce it I could that's fair because when you're a producer (laughs) you're a producer it's like oh well I didn't cast this so I just produced what I was given and then when you're then when you're the cast it's like you're the person that put these people on television and then when you're the editor it's like you're the person that put what we see on television on the on the screen you literally put this together Ooh, editing would be fun though now that I think about it because like you could just sit and watch the clips yeah because you could watch the clips, put them together, make your own drama, kind of. I mean, they would probably mm-hmm. hate you, but it's still it's like fun. But I'm not the, but I'm not the one that's trying to be famous. I just earn a check, so be mad at me <laughs> all you want to. You don't even have to yeah. know who I am. We'll put you through therapy sessions. You're fine. Yeah, child. As much as Bravo is paying, I'm sure I, I can afford therapy, or at yeah. least my insurance still cover it. <laughs> Now, if you could give a current housewife a spinoff right now, who would it be? Lisa, for sure. Tell me why. Because of her current family dynamic. I feel like um, the whole blended family thing with her and Louie, like just seeing his family, I think he has all sons, if I'm correct. He like, has all boys, nice. she has all girls. Yeah, like, that's perfect. And, like, I really like the whole Italian, like, family dynamic type thing. So um, I would definitely do that, for sure. And I think, I think Teresa's little girls, it's, their time's coming, so. So you want the Jersey budge? Mm-hmm, yeah. Absolutely love that. What former reality star from any reality show that you love, what former reality star would you bring back to television and what show would you put them on right now? Oh, I'm trying to remember like, ooh. So I'm thinking of Tequila, tequila, or that's a choice. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good choice. That's a good choice. I I I was not expecting that. (laughs) I loved her so much. Um, A lot of people never actually watched this show, but I used to be a really big Paris Hilton fan. So um, I don't know if you remember her show. I don't. I think it might have been VH1 that it was on. Paris Hilton, my new BFF. Do you remember that oh, show I, at all? Oh, I absolutely watched that because I was a yes. simple life fan. Mm-hmm. Me too. I would bring um um the one guy back. I think his name was Vu. <gasps> he was. Do you remember him? I know exactly who you're talking about. I would bring what back him, deep. but I don't. I don't know what show I would put him on though, but I want him on, I would put him on like anything because he was so funny and like lighthearted from what I remember. 
Oh my god, I want to go back and watch that show now. Oh my god, that is amazing. I love that <laughs> idea. <laughs> that was a good show. That was a good show. We would what how about the... we hmm? we re we reboot the simple life and make it Paris and Vu. How about that? Listen, I'm here for that. <laughs> I don't think that Paris would, so would do good. it. I don't know where the hell Vu is and I don't know, I know. what Sonia and Luann are gonna feel about this. Just throw them with Sonia Luann or just do like Kathy and Vu, something. That would be sick. So are you <laughs> going to watch Sonia and Luann's version of The Simple Life? Because that's basically what they're doing with their spinoff. 1,000%. You're excited for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Sonia. How are you feeling about the new New York? <gasps> I don't know. I haven't, I haven't like done a deep dive on it yet but um I've read that all of the new people are kind of like um an influencer in a way so when I think of influencer I think of like TikTok people um like Instagram (laughs) people and stuff like that so I'm like what it's gonna it's definitely gonna be different and I hope I hope it's not like because when I think of influencer, I think of like a younger crowd. I don't mm-hmm. want a younger crowd. I want like I want the middle aged to older housewives, and that's it. But yeah. I'm gonna give it a chance for sure. Nice. Um, what is the biggest lesson you've learned from reality TV? Um. I wouldn't really say it's a lesson. I would just say um, it was more of a coping mechanism in a way, kind of. Mm -hmm. So like, um, for example, I, I relate to people with like certain anxieties. So like, um, in Jersey Shore, I really relate it to Dina the season when um Snooki was pregnant and she was like just spiraling like she would cry whenever she wasn't around her new boyfriend like she had like separation anxiety and Vinny showed that too like separation anxiety too in one of the seasons and I feel like um it was really nice of them to like share that experience with us through reality tv because um mm-hmm. i don't know it's like um like it just kind of brings it to light more it kind of makes it more real and especially to the viewer like it just it was very nice to like know that those type of people that we watch go through the same things that we do absolutely mm-hmm. that's a really good one that's a that's a really good one i like that Now, my final question for you is going to be the ultimate Bravo question. It's the ultimate Housewives question. It's the question that everybody gets asked when somebody sniffs a LaDame fragrance or hears about a three-wig candle. (laughs) What is your tagline? Ooh, 
man, I had this in my head once before too, and now I can't remember. Um, you should always have it in your pocket, just in case. I'm just, I know, I'm I know. I'm completely joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, ooh, let me think of something with like wine, because I like wine. Um. Life isn't a cabaret without your cabernet. <laughs> I just came up with that on top of my head. That's a good one. Please take it before Luann tries to flip it, knowing that she's supposed to be promoting a faux day. <laughs> Bless her heart. Anyway, this has been an amazing conversation. You you did great. You. How do you feel? Thank you. I feel good. I like um I liked all the questions. They were fun. It was definitely like um I didn't know what to expect at first, but like obviously I was comfortable going into it because I know it was about reality TV. So I'm like right. I don't need to prepare for this. It's not like a job interview or anything like that. So I was comfortable going in, but now I'm even more comfortable at the end. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, hopefully you'll come back and be a friend of the show and come back and talk more reality TV later on. For sure. That is amazing. I'll let you know know when I watch Bad Girls Club and then we can do another one. And um and I, listen, I'll hold you to that because if you want to go down this spiral, <laughs> I'll send you down the spiral. I tried to warn you not to do this, but since you are just determined to do it, download the Tubi app and watch Bad Girls Club, and we're gonna come back and do a follow up episode, and then you're gonna tell me about how much you regret it, and I'm gonna tell you how much I told you so. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Word. Now, before I send you off into your black hole, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me at Instagram at Bravo Bubble. And then um, I also have Twitter. Um, oh my God, why do I forget my Twitter handle? That's embarrassing. Um, hold on, I'm going on my Twitter right now. Oh, my Twitter it's is at I eat pineapple underscore. And it's in reference to, obviously, Teresa eating pineapple. Right. Love that. Very smart. <laughs> All righty. You, you, you guys, make sure you guys follow and make sure you guys send her comments and tweets and let her know what she's about to get herself into with the Bad Girls Club. Because <laughs> um, I cannot wait to see how this goes for you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but until then, I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much again. You've been a great conversation and I am going to talk to you soon to follow up with you and actually send you the link to the Bad Girls Club and tell you once again, (laughs) don't watch it. But since you're going to do it anyway, here's the link. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Talk soon, love. Bye-bye. Bye.
All right, everybody. That was my conversation with Sammy from Bravo Bubble. I hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation as much as I do. And drop down in the comments and let me and Sammy know if you relate to her story and if Jersey Shore helped you get to Jersey Housewives. I always love when content creators come on and tell their story about when they fell in love with reality TV. I think that's one of my favorite questions in my interviews because I get to really know what shows they connected with before Housewives existed in their world. And I get to see what types of reality shows they really engage in. You know, I think that when it comes to Housewives and reality shows today, a lot of them follow the same format of being these um, female-driven, ensemble-focused, friendship group, allegedly, type casts. And I feel like Housewives has just become the lexicon or the top tier or the top of the totem pole of that. And every other reality show that comes out is automatically expected to fit within that format. But you hear a lot of people come on my show and they talk about the real world and they talk about Big Brother and they talk about road rules and they talk about all these different shows that led them to Bravo or led them to Housewives at some point. And there's all different types of reality shows. And Jersey Shore is definitely more of a social experiment than a ensemble cast. I think it turned into that. I think it started off as a social experiment in a real world type of scenario where you put random people in a house and just see how they work out and these people just became a family so when it so when um jersey shore family vacation came out all of a sudden now they're an ensemble cast versus a social experiment because they have this extensive history with each other so you know let me know what your favorite type of reality show is. <laughs> Make sure that you guys are following Bravo Bubble on Instagram. Make sure that you guys are following me and all of my stuff on Instagram. I recorded the first episode of Blind Love Abroad yesterday, and I'm getting ready to keep recording. I believe I'm going to drop that show sometime in mid-December, as well as Two Pods, Four Walls, my American Love is Blind podcast with my host, CJ, the housewife collector. Um, I believe that show is going to drop in December. And I'm also going to release a capsule collection podcast. Well, I don't know if it's going to be a capsule, a capsule collection podcast, but I'm going to be releasing a podcast all about Kathy Griffin called Sean Ellis Rogers is not Kathy Griffin. And what that is, it's going to be me rewatching all six seasons of my life on the D-list, all 23, 24 of her stand-up specials. And I'm going to be talking about how Kathy Griffin's reality show was some of the most iconic reality television that I've ever seen then and now. And I'm also going to be talking about the pop culture of it all and, you know, the atmosphere of her stand-up specials and where we were with celebrities and with pop culture at the time and talk about the progression of celebrity culture from the beginning of her stand-up specials in the 90s to now with her most recent movie, Kathy Griffin, A Hell of a Story. So... I hope that you guys tune into that. I hope that you guys tune into Blind Love Abroad. I hope that you tune into Two Pods, Four Walls. I hope that you're still tuning into Housewives History. And I hope that you guys are here with me every day, Monday through Friday, for Real Reality Realness. So, with that being said, I hope that you guys be real, stay in reality, and always bring the realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love every single one of you from the bottom of my green heart emoji. See you later. Peace.